Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and welcome to Monday morning. I'm on my way back to work. Woo, I'm telling you guys, I have loved this holiday break. It was extremely productive, um, not only just for like my writing, but I was able to rest some and spend time with family. It was amazing. <laughs> so, walking into 2020 with goals and a fresh page just you know always just excites me um, yesterday I kind of went through a little pout period I will have to admit because I was like oh, I just want to write Lord I just want to take care of my family and write God <laughs> um, and I was like but I have to go to work Lord um, so I know teachers all across the United States probably have done the same thing a lot of them um, but I am looking forward to seeing my kids again and uh, getting to start our new year together. We have a semester left. My students are year-long, so I keep them. Um, we have exams coming up, so it's an extremely busy time at my workplace. We have two weeks, and then after Martin Luther King holiday, then we'll step right into exams the next day. And so we only have a couple of more weeks of instruction to do. Um, I have to give my exam a week early, so um, I actually have um, a week and a half before they take their final exam for my academic literacy course, so I'm uh, going to get everything ready for them today, like a study guide and, and everything that they need so they can have some time to study and, and be prepared for that. But talking about being prepared for the new year, I was not expecting the Lord to give me two stories over the holiday break. In fact, it just blows my mind that it happened. Like, with Offbeat, it was a complete, like, what? I have a, I have a novel? Like, like, really, Lord? Like, an adult novel? Like, you want me to do another one? And I wrote it, and it had twists and turns, and I loved it so much. And, guys, you just do not know how much I love Mary. Like, I love this character. I love this book. And I'm like, you know, I did it again, seven days, and the novel was done. And that was during Christmas. That was during the week of Christmas when you know the running around that can happen during that week. So I really thought, okay, this is it. I'm like, okay, all right, Tide's coming out January. I'll put Mary out February 1st. 
and that still gives me time to collect any more additional um, edits that I need to run on that and I made my own cover and that one was super cool and I was like okay Lord you're you're helping me you know you're you're supplying all of my needs and I knew that you would Lord <laughs> um, you were giving me these stories you know thank you God let's continue to roll so someone asked me well like well what do you want to do for 2020 i was like well i just want to know for sure i want to release sweet potato jones hopefully he's going to be coming out with the publisher this year and um, i should hear something back today because i submitted everything to them and i knew i wanted to do the rapture revolution book two with sam i started parker's book which is lyrics book i started that um just playing around with the first couple of pages so I was like I'll do like a page a day a page or two a day on a lyrics book and then by the summertime I'll have a work rough draft to work on um, and re release lyrics part two and so I was thinking you know maybe that's what I'll do is just start doing the part twos the sequels for the summer so and I was like Lord I don't want to put a qualifying number on this life I, I if I do you're just going to surprise me anyway. So, on Saturday, we did our Weekend Warrior Boot Camp. Now, guys, I love my Patreon. I am telling y'all, these are my people. These are my Riding Warriors for Jesus. You need to be a part of this group. It's an amazing group of Christian authors. Um, we are small, but we are strong. And I'm telling you, um, I'm so blessed to have them in my life because... Um, we're supporting each other. We're pushing each other. And when I finished the Weekend Warrior Boot Camp, and it, we started at 6.30 because we had some time zone issue. Um, we can do the 5.30 a.m. boot camp, which is fine. I still got up, and I was able to mull around the house some and, and make sure my coffee was made and um, set up all my equipment and do all of that. And I prayed, and I did goals, and I was writing things in my journal even before we started. Um, so, 6.30 is actually really good because that gives me an hour of prep time um, needed before going into it, into that day. So, after we did boot camp, here I am face-to-face -face with a blank screen because I wanted to do Furious Fiction. Now, I'm going to challenge you guys to investigate Furious Fiction. It's a minimum, a maximum of 500 words, and you write a short based on prompt. They're going to give you these words that you've got to include in your story, and they do it the first weekend of every single month, and it's an Australian writer's competition, but it's open to anyone in the United States, anywhere all over the world, and it's 17 and older. So if you even have... Um, high school students, they would be able to do this if they were 17. So I wrote my Furious Fiction in about 15 minutes. Like seriously, I'm like, I am not going to spend all weekend on this. I just want to go in, pick a character from one of my books and do a POV. And so I prayed about it. I was like, God, who's on my heart this morning that has a countdown or, or can we can use the word serendipity? And I thought of Sweet Potato and Ray. So I wrote from Ray's perspective and 
it was a pivotal part of the book and I was like okay this would be great because I can then recycle the same short this 500 word short story and I can turn it into something to give away in the future to my newsletter subscribers guys I've got this um, quick story of, of Rave's point of view and so um, I had done the edits on Sweet Potato last week and I'd read through the book again and maybe that's where Ray was still kind of on my heart um, and so whatever it was it was that's what I wrote first love and I submitted it to Furious Fiction and I was like okay that's it for the day honestly y'all that's what I thought this is it so I go upstairs and I'm standing in front of my bookshelf and it's still a little dark in the room and so I'm I have my flashlight and I'm going across the books so I have organized my books I've got my my book on all of my favorite books about religion that's in the center then above that it's my favorite bookshelf of books that I have read that are fiction books or nonfiction work um, so it's very eclectic then I have above that books I want to read so here I am with the books I want to read shelf and there's ninjas past noon and I'm like okay I will take this book because I'm waiting for the graveyard book um, the graveyard book is the next book in my online book club so I was like well until that book comes in on Monday I'm gonna sit and read magic tree house until Monday and I'm gonna read as many of the magic tree houses that we have and all of the um, early reader chapter books that I can find and so I was thinking about Geronimo I think it's Geronimo Stilton I think that's the name but I was thinking about Geronimo um, Solomon loved that one growing up and I know that there's a bunch the Junie B. Jones series I was thinking of going back and just buying a bunch of those on my Kindle because my stepson gave me a gift card for Amazon for books guys give me a hundred dollars for books now I did dip in there and buy groceries with some of that um, so I did get a round of some groceries and some household items that we needed um, just to kind of help this month's um, list. No, he don't know that. But I have been buying books too. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I'm out of the goosebumps I had took. I didn't want to read The Collector. She said it wasn't her number one, but it was still good. So I do have that one on my list to read. But I was like, I'm going to just let's do magic tree house i've always wanted to get back into those and i have that dinosaur before dark i've got quite a few of them so i was like okay let's go well y'all i take the book downstairs i'm holding the book in my hand i don't even get to read it <laughs> i open it up and i'm looking at it i'm looking at the cover i'm reading the blurb on the back and I got the idea for a new series. It was that fast. It hit me so fast. I was like, God, are you serious? Another one? Oh, wow. So I pulled up the blank page and Dear Me started. Now, guys, I'm telling y'all, that is the way y'all can y'all can laugh that Noble Chavis would write his, his journal entries. He had a diary and he would write... Um, dear me, love me, and here is my little character writing his first diary entry. And so, my spirit said, um, every book that you have will start with a diary entry. It will set the stage. And I'm like, okay, 
So here we go, chapter one. Dear me, who is this character? And I started to write. And his name is Vlad Volconi. Now, Vlad is my nephew's name. And so, you guys are like, you do not have a nephew named Vlad. Oh, yes, I do. His name is Vladimir. Listen, let's trust me on this. Um, and so, I was like, okay. I wrote about Jazzy. That's my other nephew, my niece. Um, I'm like, well, let me write about her brother. Let me put him in a book. And I'll use Vlad. And Vlad ended up, of course, being the vampire. It's got to be. And... <laughs> I'm writing, and all of these characters start coming to life, and I don't know why her name was Sarah, but her name was Sarah Wolf, and I'm like, wait, if she's a wolf, let's not have Sarah Wolf, let's call her something else, and so I step back from that, and I'm like, she's a wolf, what do they do, Sarah Howell, and so Sarah Howell was born, um, and then I loved this kid called um, Joe, and Joe's been like... The name Joe, I had a student years and years and years ago named Joe Neal. Um, the name Joe has been around so many times in my book. And I was like, now do I want to stick with Joe because Joe's in Sweet Potato. And then I thought about Sam's friends, his little friends that he plays with on Xbox, that he that has been his best friends for years. Um, Tucker's already in one of the book series um, that we have. And so I was like, okay, let's not do Tucker, let's do Jack. So I made Jack, whose name is Greeny, Jack Greenwand, because he's a wizard. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the cutest mess ever. So I was just was writing. I was like, okay, let me stop. So I got to chapter two and I went right on to build the cover. And you guys are, are really thinking it took me two tries to make this cover. Um, I knew exactly what the cover, how I wanted it to look. I wanted it to look like something kind of like Goosebumps in a way that has that Goosebumps feel. But I wanted it to be able to appeal to my nephew, Chance, who was eight years old. And I don't know if you guys have been on my Instagram or seen some of the uh, pictures that my nephew, Chance, drew. But, y'all, it's amazing. He is eight, and he's an illustrator already. He wants to be an artist and a writer. And he wrote, um, he can, he tells scary stories. He hasn't wrote anything yet, but he does the drawings for them. And so he can do Jason and Freddy Krueger. Um, it's just amazing. Michael Myers. So I wanted something for Chance. So I'm like, he loves Magic Treehouse. Um, in fact, we got a Magic Treehouse for Christmas. And so I'm like, if I could write something for that baby, that he would love, characters he would love, like Magic Treehouse, but make it maybe one step ahead and then push it right near Goosebumps to where they could kind of be readers, like smack in the middle of things. That's kind of um, the readership that I'm looking at, the target audience. So I needed to know who my target audience was because Sam, again, he's like, Mama, advanced vocabulary. Sam read it and he was like, Mama, this is might be a little bit too advanced for a first grader um, or a beginning second grader. And I'm like, well, you could have some precocious children. And that word comes up like 15 times, thanks to Katie Camillo, and, and using like a repetitive word that she used in Tale of Despero. And I was like, so let me see what, you know, let's, let's, let's see what the book is supposed to be. Let's just write it. I'm not going to fight vocabulary. I'm not going to fight word choice. So I, I did the work. 
Now, I sent the cover to my nephew because he's eight and because this book is really like for him. Ghoul School is perfect for this child. So, I'm like, okay, baby, this is, what do you think? He was like, love it. I love it just like that. I'm like, should I change it? I sent multiple, um, like, should I use real people or the cartoon? They love the cartoon feel. I'm like, yeah, I'm going with that. So, that was my second one and I stuck with it. I'm like, okay, put little spiders on it. I just, you know, vamped it up a little bit and did the back wrap. I did everything. And it was like, oh, wow, this is so fast. And I'm like, Lord, thank you for, for just giving me this idea. Thank you. Because I knew it came from the Lord. I knew that all of this did. And if you guys have been following the podcast, you know that I've always wanted to write like a Magic Treehouse early reader chapter series. I've always wanted to do it. When I taught elementary school back in 1996, 97, 98, and Magic Treehouse was out there in the world, and there were the goosebumps of the world. All of these books, you know, I loved them as a teacher. I loved pushing them and accelerated reader and silent sustained reading time and um, and so, I used to do reading circles with vampires don't wear, what was it, vampires don't wear polka dots, and werewolves don't chew chewing gum, or don't quote me on those. Um, it could be completely the opposite. But there was a series that I used to love, and it was those same kind of books, and they were easy readers, high engagement, the kids loved the silly characters in them, and so I'm like, okay. This is like a dream of mine, God, and you know the desires of my heart, and you're you're stepping in, and, and you're giving me this day, and, and Saturday, I wrote the book, and it was 7,800 words, and it's 77 pages. Um, I had to make it even. I went ahead and made 80, so I could do some little, you know, write your own story in the back and things like that. Um, and while I'm doing the editing process, it can it can grow or it can shrink. But I'm I've got ideas for the back based on bonus feature ideas that were included in the book that I just read, Welcome to Dead House. I got the updated version of Welcome to Dead House off of uh, that is a Goosebumps number one, um, and we just read that in our online book club. So I'm like, you know, it's funny that my author friend, she wanted to switch to children's horror, to children's scary stories. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We don't have to read Stuart Little because we were going to go to E.B. White. I've already read E.B. White's work. We were just going to reread it together and, and, and break it down and investigate it. But when she said, no, I really want to work this. I've got a story idea and I really just want to immerse myself in children's um, little humorous scary stories and I'm like well okay and I'm like well then Goosebumps is definitely the way we need to go and so we went to book one and I read also took and so I had two scary stories going into Saturday already like swirling there and you guys know me I'd already read tons of these anyway um, 
including scary stories to tell in the dark and all of this. And I'm like, okay, God, you, you're planting all these seeds. And then when it's time, I'm able to pull out what I need. I'm able to have it. So that's why it's important to read. It's so much, like, I can't even tell you. I told you guys that children's lit is where I want to be. Middle grades, children's lit. And so just planting those seeds in there, you just... You just never know when when the Lord is going to give you a story. And so having all of that um, in your knowledge bank, is, it's very vital, I think, to your growth. And so, you know, after I had my nephew approve the cover, I went right back into the story and opened up a Google Doc. Because you guys know I beta read as I go. Now, that's my tactic. doesn't have to be yours. You may want to never show your work until you're at the very end and go through edits and, and do all of this. My life doesn't work that way. Um, I have my own system. Just because it works for me doesn't mean it'll work for you. But according to my system that I have found to be very fruitful is that I'll write a chapter, I'll copy and paste it, I'll place it into a Google Doc, and then I'll share it right with my betas. And my betas are simultaneously reading this work while I'm typing this work. And then on Facebook Messenger, they're, tech, or they're texting whichever way I communicate with the particular beta. Many of them are my Facebook group. Um, you know, they're giving me real-time comments. And what's also wonderful is that I have a lot of friends that have kids. And because of this, their kids are willing to read the book. Now, I've got a classroom that's going to be reading the book this week, which is awesome. Then I have a fourth grader who read it yesterday. Now, this fourth grader was reading it one chapter, then making comments the next chapter. When I got to the I love this chapter with all caps and then I got chapter 3 is my favorite so far out of 1, 2, and 3. And then I got oh, this one was funny. I love this chapter because it was funny. And that's the thing. My writer friend and I, we knew that when we had to go this route, one of the key elements that you need in children's lit is humor. And I'm like, do I really have what it takes to pull out some little, you know, quibs? Do I have what it takes? I don't know. And I'm like, maybe it's not funny. Maybe it's a complete cornball ball of mess. Well, when she said, this is funny. This is so funny. I love this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I made it funny. I did it. Um, and then I get, oh, this one was a really good chapter. Oh, give me the next one. I knew that I had it. And when she finished it, it was in no time. And when she finished that book, I said, what, you know, what do you think? She's like, this is definitely for third and fourth grade. And I'm like, great, that's exactly, you know, what I want. And we went back and forth a little bit with discussing the book and what she liked. Now, the thing about with beta reads, I don't do the questions anymore. Just tell me what you think. I just like, give me your, your thoughts as you go. I just want people to read the thing. I don't want to scare them with asking them to take a quiz. Um, I think that that can put people off, honestly. I was doing that at the beginning and trying to narrow it down. But these, some of these people, they're just readers, y'all. They're not writers. I do have a writer friend that's reading it right now. All right, guys, this is part two of this episode. I found out that when I have 
coaches that call me or friends that call me in the morning on my way to work that it'll cut off the podcast. So I thought I was still talking to you guys. Like I thought if I would hit end call and then my friend Ann was like, you realize some of your episodes are like cut funny. And I'm like, yeah, it's because people try to call. So I am back. I am here. And I had to support my friend this morning and pray. Um, it's just, it's a part of this teaching life, starting back in, and people are asking for prayer, so pray for everyone back in schools, the students first, and then teachers and uh, faculty. Um, okay, so I was talking about having a writer as a beta reader. So, you know, I have a varied beta reader group that I always depend on. They're, they're kind of like my old faithfuls. Um, it's wonderful to have that in your pocket because when you're a prolific writer and you need someone quick, they already know your style. They already know your voice, and they can say whether or not you're staying true to who you are, too, if it's the same people reading your work. Um, they're not just family members. They're, they're teachers. They're students. They're just randoms. Um, but I really enjoy it. I love having this as part of my process, and I like doing it as I go. So my nephew who I'm writing that for, um, he actually, his mom read it with him. So my niece read it to my great nephew and, um, they loved it. Um, I just got such positive reviews from goal school that, um, I just knew I needed to finish this work. And that's the thing when, for me, it's not about if I'm going to finish it's just, when is it going to happen? And I work, did the work on Saturday. I finished the entire manuscript. It was 7,800 words done, in and out. Had it finished, seven chapters. You guys know seven's my lucky number. <laughs> um, it actually was 77 pages um, at the final edit. Um, I did two rounds of edits already. And after my second round of edits, that's when... And the beta reads were done and pulled in yesterday. You're talking a very short book. You're talking an easy reader chapter book that people, especially adults, that can read it probably in 30, 45 minutes. Um, and so my beta readers were pulling it stuff in for me quick. So I was able to do the turnaround and do the Ingram Spark upload and do the draft to digital upload for my ebook pre orders. And so I'm just waiting on all of that to come out. Um, and then I'll send you guys links to pre-orders and all of that. But if you go to um, Barnes & Noble, or um, you should be able to see it. Now, Amazon will not do the pre-order ebook copy, but they will do the pre-order of the um, paperback. And I did use my last ISBN. Whew. So we definitely are going to be in prayer over that. And so I was wondering, you know, should I use an ISBN on this work? And I just felt in my spirit, do it, Jennifer. You need this as an ISBN. You want this um, book out there. So I'm like, okay. So I used the last one. Well, that meant on Sunday, I woke up praying, Lord, Help me with finances. Help me with the next steps. You know, God, you're giving me this work. Please let me, you know, continue to help me find ways um, to increase my revenue. And I got a text while I was praying. And I got um, an opportunity on Saturday 
which is absolutely amazing. And as I have my conference call today, I'm going to talk with you guys about it because I learned more about it. Um, but I'm having a video conference with the production team of John Green, and I will let you guys know what that's like um, in the podcast, probably on the way home or this uh, tomorrow morning. I'll do another podcast on that one. But, you know, as soon as I was praying about the finances, um, there we go. It was, you know, the Lord opening up a new door. So I'm continuing to pray for those opportunities and those open doors. And I would love it if you would pray for me too. So I've got to get off of here. Uh, and I wish you guys a wonderful Monday. And thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for those who are doing the monthly contributions to the podcast. But also thank you guys for just listening and hanging out with me. You guys are the best accountability partners ever in the world. Um, and it, I was reading a book last night, and I disagreed for three pages where it said, if you speak your, your goals aloud, it doesn't really do anything. That's not true. Speaking goals aloud, I am living proof that when you speak goals aloud and you start putting them out there, it does help you, give you fuel to the fire. It gives you encouragement. People will know to pray for you. If you're not talking about your goals, um, I feel like you don't you know, really have the ultimate access <laughs> to that support group around you because they won't have a clue what you're doing. They won't know how to pray for you. Um, and so I disagreed with that, um, but that's life. You don't always agree with everything you read. Um, and that's just the only time I saw it. And they're basing it on a 2010 TED Talk. So no, I'm not going to go there. Um, but uh, just a busy week ahead, guys. Um, I'm working this on fumes already, three hours of sleep because I couldn't sleep last night. I uh, wrote a new poem, put it up on my blog. So if you haven't followed that, you can go on and subscribe to my blog. It's a WordPress blog. So you do Jen Lowry Writes WordPress, you'll find me. Or you can go to my website, jenlowrywrites.com, and you can see my blog scrolling at the bottom. Um, and check out that new poem I wrote. And it's about words. Uh, because I guess words were still crashing like symbols in my head and I was not able to go to sleep. But, um, but I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I'll talk with you later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.